Um, uh, I really don't have a whole lot to start off with. You know, we're, we're ex certainly excited for the season. Uh, we had a good spring. Uh, we came out of it, uh, you know, pretty healthy. Un unfortunately, that's, that's the worm has turned a little bit the last couple of days. Uh, yesterday, really. Um, but we're, we're excited. We feel like we made a lot of progress in the spring. And, and uh, it's about uh, just getting better every day, which is what we're looking to do. You know, the, uh, I thought yesterday's practice was terrific. Uh, you guys were here. You saw a lot of energy, a lot of enthusiasm. You know, players getting after each other. You saw some. You saw both sides of the ball make plays, which is what you're looking for. You don't ever want to see one side of the ball dominate the practice. And sometimes it happens, but over the over the uh, a period of time, you want both sides of the ball making plays. So it's, you know, it was a good good start, good start, and uh, you know, let's rock and roll. So how are we doing? Who wants to go first? Or, Whatever. Whoa, look how things are falling down. Dave, with the, the worm turning a little bit with the receivers the last couple of days, yeah. I know it sounds like it's positive news on Sterling, but do you feel any need to go looking for receiver help because of the injuries? Well, you know, the, the what historically what happens, you know, Ralph, is the guys get, you have runs at a position. So we started camp with 11 receivers. So right away, Alex Wesley's on pop. So now you're down to ten. So now, so now it's so then um, we decide to make the claim and get the uh, Scott kit from Buffalo. So you do that, and you think you're back up to twelve, but you're really not. Now all of a sudden you're down to nine, and the problem is it really affects the way practice operates. It affects the way Pat writes script. You know, Pat and Mike Shula write the offensive script. I'm sorry, guys. You know, writes the script and everything. So they. You know, it, it it hurts. Then what happens is you've got X amount of reps. Now you got fewer people taking those reps. So consequently, the the short answer is yeah, we're going to have a workout tomorrow, and we're going to do something. You never know. Who knows? We'll see. You know, we'll you know we we're going to invite a couple of vets, see if they see if they decide to come. We done. Well, you know, Ryan, you can't you can't take their temperature every day. You know, Daniel had a good had a good spring, okay, and he had a pretty good day yesterday. It takes time, you know. It takes time for any young kid to you know to really be able to evaluate. You're going to evaluate him over time. You don't you, we, you don't draft based on one on one game. You know what I'm saying? So a college kid rushes for 350 yards. You don't draft him in the first round because of that game. You draft him because of his body of work. Well, it's the same thing here. So it's it's I don't believe in I don't believe in taking temperatures every day. Okay, hopefully we're all 98.6, and it's 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 where it you know happens over time is what you're looking for. You know it's it's we'll evaluate it. You know you know probably once a week we'll have personnel meetings, Ryan. But I, I don't believe in every day, you know, Roman call, see him thumb up, thumb down, thumb sideways, and all that stuff. Going into this season, what's, what's your role in – Jordan, I'm back here. Go ahead, Jordan. Uh, going into the season, what's your role in deciding, like, maybe when it's time to turn to him or maybe when it's time for him to put
play? Is that your your decision, a joint decision between you and Pat? On is what? It, on whether Daniel's ready to play or is, is, that, something, is that Pat's decision? It, it, it's a Pat decision. Pat and I talk all the time, Jordan. I mean, you know, I mean, we really, we, we talk a lot every day. And it's not, um, you know, and we talk about the whole schmear. You know, the Gantz and McGillow, we talk about every position, we go through it. So it's, it's, it, listen, okay? And I really believe it doesn't make a difference who you're talking about, all right? At the end of the day, it's going to be clear, you know, when anything happens. All that, you know, you, can, you just got to, you just got to, you know, don't lock your knees and just go. Hey, Dave, with regard to uh, Janoris, um, I know last year you said all, all slates were clean. This year, he's kind of thrust into a, 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 a mentor role. Yes. How do you think he'll handle that? And, uh, you know, he's not, not a very vocal guy. Well, you know, it's really funny you say that, Mark, right? The, yesterday, you know, he had, he had DeAndre off to the side. And they were spending time, you know, and, and, and you could see they were talking, you know, Rabbit was talking technique with them. So it's, it's you know, it's, it was something you hope to see. And first day right off the bat, we saw it. So, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, Rabbit's a good guy. He's a good person. He's a good man. And, and, and he wants to win. And he knows, you know, he's not, an, you know, he's not stupid. He knows that these young kids, these young Connors, you know, DeAndre and Sam Beal and Corey Ballantyne and Julian Love, they, they got to grow up quick. And he's more than happy to help them grow up. Dave, along those lines, you talk about the defense, and obviously it's a long-term project. Right. You could be starting four rookies with Dexter and depending on O'Shane and DeAndre, uh, maybe Julian. Is there a concern about how long that might take for them all to come together and for that defense to really hit its stride? You know, I, it excites me. You know, and, and listen, at, at the end of the day, this is professional football. And one of the things we talk to the kids about, you know, the rookies is, and you know, is you're expected to be a pro now. All right. Those guys out there, those veterans out there, when you walk in the locker room, they're looking at you saying, okay, how's this guy going to help us win? How's he going to help us win? And it's all of our responsibilities to grow these guys quickly. All right, and that's part of the drafting process. Who's going to have the maturity to handle this? Because this is a different world. And I tell them all the time, I tell Dexter all the time, you're about to enter a very violent world, okay, where you're going to be playing against 28, 29-year-old men who want to rip your lungs out, okay? You're not playing Duke, you know, uh, or whomever anymore. Not in the ACC anymore. This is the NFL. Okay, so you know, yeah. I mean, you know, they they they'll make youthful mistakes, but as long if they're smart, they'll only make them once. And if they play with youthful exuberance, we'll be fine. Yeah, you, 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 you saw you saw Lorenzo Carter make a play yesterday. Right? Yeah, I was out there. Yeah. Okay, is he the kind of player specifically, and also maybe a few other guys on the roster who? have not done it yet because they're young, but those are the kind of players you absolutely need to develop into big-time players from within. Well, you know, you think about it. It, it. It's no different than you guys writing, when you started, writing your first great article and stepping back and saying, holy crap, I can do this. Okay? Sometimes you need to make that play, and it's like, wow, 
I just did that and wow, I can do this. You know, so yes, to answer your question, Paul, it's important. It really, it really is. You know, they don't, they don't know what they can do. They don't know what they can't do. Okay. So when you see a young kid make a play like that, you can't, you know, it's no different than me evaluating a player for the first time and, and being right. It's like, you know. And how, how much um, did the decline of this roster before you got here have to do with not hitting on these kind of players? The second round pick, the third round pick, you know, these guys who have to develop into big time players. You know, you can't say it, If drafting philosophically, first, second, third round guys, you look at them and saying, the first and second rounders should start right now. The third rounder should be a legitimate role player at the very least with starting potential. Okay, so if you think about it, that's what happened last year. Saquon starts, Will starts, Lorenzo and BJ are immediate role players, and B, and now that you know BJ ended up, you know, really was a starter midway through the year, and Lorenzo will start this year, obviously. So that's you know that's a drafting philosophy, but. You know, so it's important, you know, fourth, you know, once you get into the fourth round, you open, you get lucky fifth, sixth and seventh. You're looking for legitimate backup guys who can help you on teams. So you have that, you know, that's what you're looking for. So, uh, again, that's why, you know, it's, it's with the way last year worked out with these kids, we were thrilled. Even recently, you know, Dell said he felt disrespected by the way things ended here. Uh, both by the team and by yourself personally. I'm just curious how you respond to that. Well, how I respond is Odell plays for the Cleveland Browns now, and we're moving on. We wish him the best. It's over. How do you feel about the fact that, you know, you, you, did, you did trade him, right? Uh, no more Odell questions. Hey, Here we go. Over the last couple of off seasons, you basically remade this entire roster, you know, a new foundation, so to speak. Do you feel that the foundation, it's still coming together, I understand, but do you feel that you have a solid foundation in place to build on and, and to get back to, to giant football? Well, a, a big part of it will be the continued development of last year's rookie class and the continued development and what happens with this class. Okay, that'll, that, and, you know, we've, I mean, there are some really, there's some good young players that were left here, okay, and, and you know, bringing in a Jabril and whatever, so, you know, it's, it's, I mean, this year's important in, ter in terms of how this rookie class turns out. You, you gave everybody a clean slate in your first year. What's the message you're giving everybody this year? You know, for, you know, for me, the, the, the guys had a great spring. Our attendance was off the charts and it's voluntary, you know, and the way they've come together and watching this practice yesterday, uh, you know, the, the message is it's it's go time, and let's just keep getting better. Dave, where do you think you improved the roster the most from last season to where you're at right now? I think we've got more depth in a few spots where we had, we didn't have a lot of depth last year. Dan, I think that um, obviously we've completely remade the back end. <laughs> You know, the um, you know, I, with with the addition of of Zeitler, that piece, the offensive line, should, you know, getting PO back and Spencer did a great job, so we feel great about that situation. So we feel we're feeling better about the O line. Um, you know, the D line, we're feeling better. You know, gets you know, 
feel better about that. We feel much better about the inside linebacker position. We feel better about a lot of things. I hate to, you know, I'm not, you know, we feel like we've got a, we've gotten a lot done in a year and a half in that respect, in terms of the personnel piece. So, just got to keep going. Just got to okay. keep going. Hey. Dave, where are you right now in the sense of you came in here, you had a three-win team, you took it over, you developed cancer, you went through the cancer. I mean, where are you as far as physically, mentally, and all that? You know, I mean, a year ago, I was fighting for my life. You know. But I'm here, and I'm healthy, and I'm feisty, and like I said in my opening presser, I come in every day to kick some, kick some ass. I feel great. I really do. Do you give any thought how long you want to do this? Until they throw me out, maybe. I don't know. Gosh. Maybe, you know, you know, I'm 68. I feel like I'm 10 because my wife thinks I'm four. But no, I just I, I feel fine. I feel fine. I'm excited. I, I can't. And I'm working with a great head coach. Working with a great head coach. Spirit, you've been advised to, you have a fan base that's very concerned at this point, entering training camp. Yeah. In their view, you said you don't give up talent. You traded the player you were referring to. You said you don't reach for a quarterback. I know you don't feel it's a reach, but others did. And that's concerned your fan base. What do you say to your fans who enter sort of doubting the direction that you've sort of spearheaded? Well, you know, it's it's one of those deals where, you know, what I what I say to them is, you know, it's it's give us give us some credit for the experience in our in our resumes, okay, and you know, it's it's one of those situations where, I, I, you know, how many people um, they, they just got to trust, <laughs> you know, I, you know. You know, Pat's been coaching a long time. I've been doing this a long time. Kevin Abrams and Mark Cons, I mean, you know, Kenny Sternfeld, you know, Chris, but we've all been doing this a long time. And, and you know, we're professionals, you know, and, and, and it's one of those things where, unfortunately, because of the because of the volume you're dealing with, you know, I've all said football's the ultimate team game. You're dealing with 53 players on a varsity, 10 on the JV, you got 20 coaches, you got, you know, all these folks you're involved with. Unfortunately, you can't turn this thing on a dime. It's impossible. And I just, you know, I we appreciate their passion and their concern. And, you know, they want to listen. They, they Number one, we want to win just as badly as they do. <coughs> You know, there's no doubt about it, because if we don't win, we're looking for the, a new address, you know. So I would just say, be, you know, trust. You know, we're working our fannies off, and we're going to build a team that they're going to be proud of. Dave, Dave, we just talked about said it being apparent when... I'm sorry? You, talked about, you said it would be apparent when you feel it's time for Daniel Jones to play. Um, is there a point in your mind in the season where... You hope to be competitive by X point. If that's not happening, you, you can't. You can't operate that way. You really can't. We're going to turn around and we're going to have a great camp, and we're going to be ready to go week one. And guys play when it's time. So you don't Dave. have a number, and 
you don't have a number in your mind. You can't you do that. X you, record. you can't do that. You really can't do that because everything's fluid. You can't do that to yourself because now you've put yourself in a box. You can't do that. Dave, I, Dave you said uh, back at the combine before the draft, obviously, that you you would love to in a couple of years leave the legacy that Ernie left by leaving the franchise quarterback here with his franchise. When you, what you've seen from Daniel, do you believe that in your heart that you might be on the verge of doing that? In my heart of hearts? Yep. Why? 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 You know, it's it, again, it's going to come back to the question that gentleman asked about the fans. The, the amount of film that we watched on Daniel, the amount of background work we did on him, um, the interviewing of him, you know, the, the personal contact time we had with him, the, you know, all that in one spot and what he did out here in the, you know, since he's, since his feet have hit the ground here, you know, starting with the rookie mini camp. When, when you guys have seen rookie mini camps, it doesn't even resemble football. Well, our offense, it looked like football, you know, the rookie minicamp. So when you you look at all that stuff and I look at the way he's handled you guys, you know, he's dealt with the, the tough questions you've asked and the difficult things, you know, the, the tough things he's encountered since he got here. And I look at all that stuff and I, uh, you know, I know he's got the talent. There's no doubt in my mind. And, and he's got to, if you guys think, think about the great quarterbacks you've seen. Think about it. not, Not the guy who had a great season. The all-time great quarterbacks. Think about those guys. And think about all the things that made them great. All the things, all the qualities they had. And it wasn't just physical qualities. It was the mental qualities. It was the ability to take responsibility. I mean, um, you know, there was a game last year. Daniel hits the, throws a post, a deep post to the wide receiver, and the guy drops it. And after the game, you know, he's in the he's in the presser. And they said, you know, boy, how do you feel about so and so dropping that ball? And Daniel looked at him without even blinking and said, I need to put it in a better place. He'll he'll stand up and do that. A lot of guys won't. Are you saying you see greatness in him? I I think he's got tremendous upside. How's that? Dave. So we're going to take a couple more. Dave, I'm not asking about one specific player because this would include JPP or Landon. In your job, is saying goodbye to a guy who's played a lot of years for the Giants one of the hardest things you do? And how do you handle that? Like, what's your strategy for handling that? You know, it's really hard. It's not easy. You know, and, and, I mean, it was, you know, there were a couple of guys down in Carolina, you know, that I had, we, that were good, good, had been good Panther players. And it was just time to go for whatever reason. And it, no, it's not easy. I, I, you know, I don't, listen, <clears throat> I don't take any of this lightly. None of it. I may kid around a little bit. But when you're dealing with people, you don't take one part of that lightly. Because if there's anything I've learned, it's that 
every person you have got to give when you're, when you're making saying something difficult to somebody you have got to make sure that you give them their dignity okay so say now Ryan on the other flip side of that run uh, Rivera used to kid me you need to say oh yeah you, it's easy for you you didn't draft these guys wait till you have to do that to one guy to a guy that you drafted and that turned out to be hard, but you have to do it. But again, it's all about, it's in life, it's not so not so much the message, it's the delivery. And, you know, these guys have put their, you know, heart and soul on the line for you, they, you know, blood, sweat and tears and all the, all those cliches, and you have to respect that. And, and you know, so that's, I, I feel very strongly about that and I don't feel I know I've done the right thing with these long, long-time players. Dave, along, Dave. Those, along those lines, how do you prepare yourself and this organization to say goodbye at some point to a guy who's worn the uniform longer than anybody? I'm not going to, you know, that's a really hard question, Tom. Why'd you ask me that question? <laughs> Again, as long as you do everything the right way, that's how you, that's how you prepare yourself. You know, you, you, you just in your mind go through the things you need to go through, and you you do it like a pro. You do it like a pro, but there's always you know the the human piece of this makes it difficult. Take. One Dave, more. Dave, you were last one. You were five and eleven last season, right? So I went five and eleven. You had football giants for five and eleven. The team went five and eleven. Thank you. Okay. What constitutes a successful season for you in twenty nineteen? Well, you know, improvement. You want you you know you, you'd like to think that guys like Saquon and Will and and BJ and Lorenzo and and RJ McIntosh are going to make a significant jump. Sean, you know, you know that old saying from year one to year two. You like to think that those three first rounders and X-Man and, uh, you know, and, and, you know, Julian and Corey are, are going to come in and give, you know, make us better. So it, it's about just continual improvement. I'm not going to put a record on it, Jordan. It's not fair. It's not fair to the kids. Can it be a, success, a successful season without the playoffs? Uh, I'm not going to get into that hypothetical. We'll see. Real quick, real quick. Uh, Last one. This is a sterling franchise that is renowned throughout all the sports. What is your response to anybody who would say that they have boosted the brand of the New York Giants? <laughs> You're leading me down a rabbit hole. Okay. What I would I wouldn't, we all know that this is an iconic franchise that's won four Super Bowls and other world championships. And that's the brand. That's the 